G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Something to look forward to coming mid-August here in Australia, the visit of one of those tireless workers in human rights. Her name is Baroness Caroline Cox, and she'll be in Australia between the 8th and the 20th of August. A particular focus, warning Australians about some of the issues that come with the rise of Sharia law. Now, Baroness Cox is certainly a, as I say, tireless human rights advocate working around the world in so many nations that sometimes fall off the radar, forgotten nations. And as a Christian humanitarian leader is coming to Australia and to talk about that visit, uh, very good to be able to welcome back to 2020, Dr. Martin Panter who is past chairman of the Humanitarian Aid Relief Trust that is led internationally by Baroness Cox. Uh, Martin, welcome back to 2020. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here again. Martin, I know that you're pretty excited about Baroness Cox coming to Australia and you've been working with her for now a long, long time. Since 1994, Neil, yes, when I first took her to Burma um, and um, she's been back there many, many times, but I've also travelled to many other places in the world, usually forgotten, war-torn places, um, working with Caroline for human rights and for advocacy and also for aid. And, of course, when we have a title like Baroness and someone who's also a very strong and dedicated Christian believer, uh, that's exciting too. She is a life peer, and under Margaret Thatcher, Uh, She held a position, Deputy Speaker of the House of Lords. Uh, What else can you tell us about her history? Well, she was a nurse um, as a a young lady. Her father was a famous surgeon who actually wrote the standard surgical textbook that almost every medical student around the world uses for their surgical training um, called Bailey and Love. Um, After she qualified as a nurse, she went as a missionary to Sudan, where she contracted tuberculosis and had to be invalided home. She got married and decided that she wanted to further a career in sociology. So while she had three children and was stirring the spaghetti um, over tea, she had her textbooks and qualified with a a first-degree honours in sociology and then became a teacher and finally lecturer and head of department at the the London, um, the Northern London Polytechnic. Um, that was in the early 70s. And during that time, there was a lot of unrest and, and Maoist and communist students who were trying to disrupt classes. And um, she was threatened, her life was threatened for basically teaching a Christian aspect of sociology. And she wrote a book which became really a seminal work called The Rape of Reason. And that came to the attention of Margaret Thatcher. And it was actually reviewed three times that week in the Times by the Times columnist Bernard Bernard Levin, who was the foremost columnist of the day. That had only been done before by Andrei Sakharov. And so um, it, was, it, it really was a, a game changer, that book. And as a consequence of that, Caroline was 
invited to be a life peer, but she decided to sit on the cross benches, which means that you have no political affiliation to one party or another, but you're independent and can vote as your conscience seems fit. She, of course, as a life peer, got invited to all sorts of things. She, first of all, um, became involved in medical aid for Poland, but it wasn't just sitting at a desk and writing checks or letters. She actually went in the lorries. This is when Poland was still under the Soviet Union and um, part of the Soviet bloc. And she went there a number of times. She then went to Russia and wrote, again, a seminal work on the treatment of orphans um, called... Um, the the deprivations of despair. And again, as a result of that, she was invited to give advice to the new Russian government after the fall of communism, how orphans should be treated. And soon after that, she decided to um, become full-time involved in human rights, firstly with Christian Solidarity Worldwide, um, which is primarily a wonderful advocacy organization. But then in 2006, she founded her own organization, Heart, Humanitarian Aid Relief Trust, which not only is involved with advocacy, but also with aid. And I um, helped found HEART in Australia in 2010, and we work very closely together still as one big HEART family around the world. Well, exciting for you, no doubt, to have Baroness Caroline Cox coming to Australia. And I did mention that she's coming here with a warning about the rise of Sharia law. And it's an interesting way to approach this sort of warning because, as I understand it, and you might like to enlarge here, Martin, that Caroline works with the Muslim community and she's interested in the rights of Muslim women. And in the book that she's written about Islamization, she talks about a perversion of Islam, but she's really working to help to preserve and to support a lot of people who are we might say, trapped in that Islamic religion. Uh, what are your thoughts on the way that she has well, this approach? I, I, I think Caroline and I think most, most Christians would distinguish very clearly between moderate Islam and um, extremist Islam and Islamization. Islamization really is an attempt to force people into a radical form of Islam. And this is what the jihadist movements around the world are doing, not just allowing Muslims to live their lives peaceably and have a good relationship with their Christian and Jewish and other um, religious or non-religious friends, but to be involved in jihad, which is really um, convert or, or kill type of crusade. And this is really what is happening in many parts of the world. And in Sharia courts, um, of which now there are nearly 70 in England, which are courts really which give a completely different um, judicial basis than English common law. And so here we have two systems of jurisprudence which are really working side by side in a country where there is only one law. And I think she's concerned that the same thing is or may well happen in Australia, that we have two systems of law, one which is Australian law, which is founded on British common law, and then um, Sharia law, which basically is antithetical to that. And so I believe as Christians, we have to be aware of that. And there are many people, even Muslims, who would not support the establishment of two legal systems in a liberal democracy. And that, I think, is what Caroline wants to bring to people's attention.
Yes, well, it's called the Humanitarian Aid Relief Trust. And when Baroness Caroline Cox is here, uh, she'll be coming with this warning for Australians because, and you'll be able to reflect on this too, Martin, it's not that long ago that people said, oh, this has been a very Christianised country. There's no way that Islam could get a foothold here. But even in Australia, we're seeing so many instances of a, a gradual chipping away and a, a gradualism that seems to see the rise of Islam become quite significant. Neil, I think that's because, to be absolutely frank, we're living in a post-Christian culture. There are a lot of, of remnants of, of our Christian culture, certainly in terms of law, but I think as you look around society, um, the predominant worldview would be probably liberal humanism. That means that people don't actually have a moral compass more than basically what, make, what makes me happy and what is good for me. I think a lot of people in Western democracies have lost that fundamental foundation of Christian character and Christian beliefs that probably were around even 20, 30 years ago. And I think that there's going to be, I believe, a gradual polarization from those who really truly want to follow Jesus, to be obedient to what we believe in the Bible and have a moral compass that is based on biblical standards and those that follow the zeitgeist of really modern um, ideologies and which are changing annually with what, what is socially acceptable. So I think as Christians it's really important we're aware of the times and what is actually happening, certainly spiritually and culturally in our nation. I love Australia. I've been an Australian for 40 years, but more than anything, my desire is to see Australia turn back to Jesus, to um, be able to know the the way, the truth, and the life that is only found in Jesus. And I think the need to be clear messages from the churches and from people who follow Jesus that this is the way, that Jesus is the only way, that um, every other way ultimately leads to death and destruction. And Martin, something special about Heart 2, that's the Humanitarian Aid Relief Trust, and that is that you're working in places that others seem to have forgotten or that now are under the radar when the crisis time is over. Just briefly, what sort of nations and what sort of things are you working with, with Heart? Well, we like to say, Neil, rather um, humorously, that we're like one of the beers. I think it's Heineken beer that says we reach the places that the other beers don't reach. So in a humanitarian way, we like to reach the places that are under the radar, the places that we're working, for instance, are in Timor-Leste, where presently we're running, basically across the country, a family planning program and a women's empowerment program. Um, I've been working there for the last 15 years. We've been looking after severely malnourished children, and this is really a carry-on from that, so that women can actually have choices how many children they have, and this is funded by a very generous and wonderful um, businessman here in Australia, along with funds we raised from Heart. Um, we have a training program in Western Burma amongst the Chin people, predominantly Christian people, that I've been to many times training up community healthcare workers in an area where Previously, more than five years ago, they had no health care of any kind. And this was primarily um, a political decision because the Chilma Christian and the, and the Junta in Burma were predominantly Burmese. And so Christian communities were left without education, without health care. And now with um, what's called health and hope in Chin State, I think we've probably seen a reduction of between seven and eight unnecessary deaths 
through the 400 community health workers we're training every year. We have programs in Hyderabad for temple prostitutes called Devadasis to bring them out of that and teach them trades and get them to know Jesus. Um, and will allow them to ha- have the, the knowledge to know Jesus. I should say we don't get, we don't insist on that, but um, we help them to come out of that terrible curse that they're put into as young girls. Um, and we have um, projects in southern Sudan in that that dreadful war-torn part of the world, and with schools and medical clinics, um, and also in the northern state of Nigeria and Plateau State, and also um, in Armenia. Um, that little enclave that was taken off by Stalin in the 1930s in Nagorno-Karabakh. We have a rehabilitation center for those who've been injured in that terrible war with Azerbaijan. So we have interest in a number of places around the world. So it keeps us fairly busy getting involved in all those things. And as you mentioned, each of those nations, uh, listeners will know, yes, uh, that sounds like a forgotten crisis that was once prominent. But now that the crisis has passed, people tend to forget. So looking ahead, Baroness Caroline Cox is coming to Australia. She'll be here between the 8th and the 20th of August and looking forward to an opportunity to uh, having a time with Baroness Caroline Cox when she is in Australia. Uh, For listeners thinking about uh, support for the Humanitarian Aid Relief Trust, simply Google HART, H-A-R-T, or Humanitarian Aid Relief Trust, and uh, there'll be an opportunity for you there to access some of the details about the work that is going on around the world. Dr. Martin Panter is the immediate past chairman of the Humanitarian Aid Relief Trust. Martin, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.